Well, good morning. It's good to see everybody on the campus and those joining us online, wherever in the world that you might be. And to all the boys and girls in the house, thank you for bringing your moms and dads today. Without you, no one would be here. It's great to see everybody on campus. And to all of our, all of our guests, really glad that you are with us today. Um, there is a connection card at your chair, and you can take some time and fill that out. Or uh, just from the privacy of your own phone, you can see there's a number here on the screen. And we will connect uh, together. Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, maybe uh, you've already heard some, some, some buzz about what's been going on campus this morning. If you haven't, I'm glad because I hope uh, you get as excited as our first gathering. Uh, you know, the first gathering is the first gathering, and so it's, it's done live, and it's very organic because it happens in the moment. Uh, but then we do have a second gathering that you're in right now, and uh, we don't like to say we're going to repeat it because it's, it's brand new. But um, it, it's really good to be home. Uh, I've been gone for, for a little bit of time uh, in Idaho. Uh, I, I've had an idea about writing a book. And in February 2020, gathered together a group of parents. Uh, it's, a, it's a book on parenting. And uh, we began to brainstorm, and we had different categories, and we had teams for research. It was really, really, really cool. And that was February 2020. Anybody remember what happened in March 2020? Yeah, and so a few weeks ago, I went to Idaho to work on the book, and then the weather channel started squawking about this little storm that was coming uh, our way, and, and uh, it was hard to concentrate. Someone said, hey, Mark, listen, man, you had perfect timing, right? You're not, you're not in the state. You're not around it at all, and it's like, but you know, this is my home. This is our home, right? It's, we're a tribe. We're people together. And not being together, it was, it was challenging. So that got put on the, the back burner uh, just a little bit. But, but you know, you, you know the story. Um, Ian changed. And um, here in Ocala, Florida, uh, we are very much spared uh, from the storm. But you've seen the same images that I've seen. Our friends to the southwest, uh, of course, have been devastated. Last weekend, we, we put the call out for people to help, um, and thank you. Many of you, many of you did. Uh, we didn't know all the details, and we began developing partnerships with people who were in the, in the region. And, uh, but it was also kind of a challenging week for us, right, because it didn't hit us. And so school was back in session this past week. We're at work, Little League ball, MCYFL. In, in some ways, our life here in Ocala, Marion County, kind of regular, back to, back to normal. And, and, and our days are really full. It's hard, right, to, to actually go out. Like, I'm going to go to the store, I'm going to do some shopping, and I'm going to bring stuff in for the people down. We have good intentions, but it, it can be really challenging. And, and so on Thursday this week, God began to speak really clear about our, our time together. Um, and, you know, maybe you've asked the question that I've asked in my heart you know, why did God spare us from this storm? I mean, okay, is it like he likes us in Ocala better than he likes the people in Inglewood in Port Charlotte? I mean, come on now, right? Or, hey, we don't sin as much as those guys, right? They're not at all, right? So why did God spare us from the storm? I believe 
for a purpose. For the purpose of being his hands and his feet, showing up in a tangible way to partner with people that perhaps we will never meet to discover that although they're devastated, in Christ there is hope. Uh, check out the big Bible on the screen, 1 John and 3. By this we know love, that he, that's Jesus, laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. The need is for real. You've seen it. And not just you know, the places that we vacation at, Fort Myers Beach, Sanibel, Captiva, Pine Island, in the back neighborhoods where we live, working people, Cape Coral and, and Inglewood and Port Charlotte, little, little communities. One community where our partner, Better Together, is working with exclusively is called Suncoast Estates. Most of them don't even have transportation to be able to go to a distribution center. So we've been taking the goods to, to them. Uh, good news, um, you giving this week, right? We, we were able to give to the people there and 12 people in Suncoast Estates uh, began a relationship with Jesus Christ this week because you, you gave. And, uh, and many of you have stopped by uh, this week you can see there's goods here. There's goods out in the, the foyer and student center. Uh, God has showed up. It's, it's been really kind of remarkable. We've had local bars uh, collecting and bringing in. Um, a, a local distribution uh, company, uh, Triangle Sales, has provided for us a tractor trailer and their employees to take all the goods that we are assembling here today that others are bringing on our campus. The Zone Fitness Center brought in a bunch of stuff. And, and, and <laughs> you ready for this? The Bud Light truck is going to get filled up with goods and is headed down to Southwest Florida for people to discover in Christ we have hope. I'm, I'm just so... So, so thank you. Many of you um, have, have given. Um, you've, you've led the way. We, we wrote a check for twelve five, sent that down. We got $1,600 in gift cards, sent that down. All these goods, going to send more cash. And we've developed some partnerships. So I think the best, best thing is for you to hear firsthand. You're about to hear a message from uh, Pastor Corey, who is the lead pastor at Cape Christian. I didn't know Corey. Uh, until this past weekend, uh, beginning to say, how, how do we take being the church in Ocala and going down into Southwest Florida? Uh, our partner uh, in Megan Rose and Better Together pointed me to Corey. And here, I want you to see in just one week's time, your faithful giving, you showing up and trusting God, the difference that you are making. Here, take a look. What's up, Church of Hope Ocala? What I love about what's happening right now is I am making new friends and I found a brother from another mother in your pastor, Pastor Mark. You guys have been incredible in your generosity, sending supplies. Mark's been communicating with me literally every day. And I just wanna say thank you for your generosity, your giving. We are truly seeing the kingdom at work. You are us up in Ocala. We are you down in, in Cape Coral. And I just want you to know we're strategically 
divinely and uniquely positioned to make a massive impact in our community. And everything you're doing in our direction is accelerating and expanding our impact. And so just I wanted to say a special thank you. You guys are incredible. I can't wait to link arms down the road. And I just want to give you a brief, brief snapshot of what we got going on here because of your investment and generosity. You're literally touching thousands and thousands of people. First of all, we have had the honor of looking into tens of thousands of our neighbors' eyes who have come through our campus, whose worlds have been darkened and their houses and homes have been ravaged. And we are offering love, hugs, handshakes, diapers, batteries, sandwiches, generators, gas, as people are in their most desperate point of need. I have to tell you, I, I have honestly never been more proud to be a part of the kingdom of God. I've never seen partnerships and people rally like I have. And our church is divinely and strategically positioned to be the hub for our city right now. Currently, there's still over 100,000 people without power. And so we have partnered with about 40 national and global organizations, including FEMA, Red Cross, Goodwill. We're working directly with the state of Florida, directly with our city. I'm in contact with our governor's office, World Vision, Convoy of Hope. We are the hub for all of that in our city. And we have the uh, privilege of being a light in a dark time. We're currently having between two and 400 volunteers per day show up on our site. Some that don't even call Cape Christian home. And we are feeding 10 to 20,000 people per day with food and sandwiches. We had 16 semis show up last night and we offloaded almost all of our distribution center. We are running boats to the island where they can't get food or water or gas or generators. We are making a massive impact and your generosity, your contribution is helping us do that, do it more efficiently and do it on a larger scale. So thank you so much. We are forever grateful for our partnership with you guys. Thanks for helping us be the church in Southwest Florida. Oh, isn't that good? Right? Right? Yeah. Now, um, we're about to have some, some real fun and I really think we're about to see God smile on us. But I want you to hear this statement really clear. The message that you are about to live is 10x the message I could possibly give today. Let me say it one more time, and I want you to believe it. The message that you are about to live is 10x any kind of message that I could possibly give today. Here, check out the big Bible on the screen, Luke chapter 10. There's a conversation that's going on. Some people are trying to catch Jesus in a trap about who's my, who's my neighbor? Who, who, am I, who am I required to serve? Because Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. So looking for a loophole, he asked, and how just would I, you, define what a neighbor is? Jesus answered by telling a story. There was once a man traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho. On the way, he was attacked by robbers named Ian. They took his clothes, beat him up, and went off leaving him half dead. Luckily, a priest, a church-going guy, was on his way down the same road. But when he saw him, he angled across to the other side. Then a Levite, a religious man, a pastor type, showed up. He also avoided the injured man. Oh, but a Samaritan. Th these were 
the least respected in the culture. They were known as half-breeds, not fully Jewish. A Samaritan was traveling the road, came to him, and when he saw the man's condition, his heart went out to him. He gave him first aid, disinfecting and bandaging his wounds. Then he lifted him onto his donkey, led him to an inn, and made him comfortable. In the morning, he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper, saying... Take good care of him. If it costs any more, put it on my bill. I'll pay you on my way back. <laughs> so, Jesus, what do you think? Which one of these three became a neighbor to the man attacked by Ian? The one who treated him kindly. The religion scholar responded, and Jesus said, go and do the same. To guests who are here today, I'm really glad that you're here. It's a different kind of day on our campus here at Church of Hope. To everybody, partners, those who are joining online, wherever in the world you might be, but hear me clearly. Church is not a place. Church is people. Jesus did not die for the chair you're sitting in. He did not die for brick and mortar and, and HVAC. Jesus died for people, for men and women, boys and girls, moms and dads, he gave his one and only life and came back from the dead for people. That's why Colossians 4 and 5, look at the Bible on the big screen. Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Christ followers, we have an opportunity unlike any other time. God did not spare us from the storm to just go on with our everyday lives. He spared us from the storm for a purpose, to partner with men and women who've been beat up and left on the side of the road in southwest Florida by Ian so that they will discover that the hope that they're looking for is found in Jesus Christ. Romans 15 and 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow, that we may overflow out of Ocala, overflow that hope out of Ocala down into southwest Florida with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Today, the message that you live is 10x any message I could deliver. And parents, grandparents, and caregivers, hear me. You have been given by God an opportunity unlike anything else I have seen in the last five years. The whole culture is telling your children how to identify themselves. You have an opportunity this morning as we leave this campus and as you go shop, you have the opportunity to teach your sons and daughters, this is why we do this because we identify ourselves as a Christ follower. This is what we do as Christ followers. This is why, this is how we do as Christ followers. Moms and dads, I can't make it any clearer than this. Your sons and your daughters have been given to you. God chose you above every other human being on this earth to raise up those boys and girls or your grandchildren or whoever's in your care so that they would be who God created them to be. We will not blame it on a school district. We will not blame it on a coach. You today have an incredible opportunity in the next couple hours to help them identify. And their number one role is that as a follower of Jesus. 
So here's the deal. Some Sundays, most Sundays, we come to church. And we sing some great songs, and I'll bring you a message, and I promise that. But on this Sunday, God has called us to leave this place and go be the church. And so you're going to see behind me, there is a list of urgent needs. We have updated this list. They will give you a hard copy of this list walking out the door. You'll also see there's all kinds of stores here in our community. They've been contacted that you're coming. They already know that you're coming because the 9 o'clock crowd has already been there. You say, but Mark, I just want to write a check. Can I just send some cash? Of course you can, but hear me. You send it down to Southwest Florida. The stores aren't fully open yet. They don't have the time to go. They need the goods. It's an and also. We've got a tractor trailer coming tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. that we're going to fill with all the items, all the different stores that you're about to go to, right? We want you to take some Connect cards, and when you, when you show up and you pay for these things, you look at that person in the eye and say, hey, listen, I, today, I didn't go to church. I'm being the church. I'm living it out. All this stuff is going down to Southwest Florida, and we've got those cards, and you can take them uh, with you as well. Online, check it out. You are in play. They're, they're dropping the list that we need. You just go to Amazon, drop it in the cart, direct, shop it, right, uh, direct ship it right to the address there at Cape Christian, um, and you can be a huge part of that as, as well. Now, many of you have given already. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Here, here's the deal. If your home was torn apart in South Florida, if your home was torn apart in, in Ocala, how much is enough? <laughs> you, need, you need more. So here's what I mean. If you'd let me, somebody gave us some cash to seed even more goods to go to South Florida. Now, the number I'm about to tell you, it's not, it's not a huge number, but it'll make a difference. So to everybody who's already given, and you're like, Mark, man, I've, I, I gave cash and I brought goods in, thank you, but we've got some more and I've got the money to put in your hands. So as soon as we break here in just a couple minutes, uh, Emily, you're going to be standing over here in the corner, right? And uh, we've, got, we've got $20 bills we're putting in your hands. We want to seed you. You can add more to it, whatever you want, right? And, and if you're in a need, listen, the economy, it's struggling, all the kinds of different things. Go by and just get some of this cash. Right? We're trying to put the cash into play. You are the hands and you are the feet. We've got to go and make a difference. Take some pictures along the way. Right? We want to we stir up other people to go do really good things. We're going to be here to 2 o'clock or to whenever. Right? Um, and so you go out and just get your stuff. Bring it back. You don't got to rush. Go with your kids. It's going to be a little bit slower. But it's an opportunity to show them this is what it means to be a Christ follower. This is what it means to step out and to follow after Jesus and provide hope for people. Then tomorrow, right, we're going to get everything palleted today. Tomorrow, the truck is coming 8 a.m. Uh, there's not really physical work to do tomorrow at 8 a.m. because it's all palleted, right? And so we got this, the pallet jacks and all the machines to lift it up. But I want, I want you to come if you can at 8 a.m. Because we go lay hands on that Bud Light truck. And we go pray over that Bud Light truck. That every diaper and every good thing that gets down to Southwest Florida, it's not just the felt need. 
they discover their real need, and his name is Jesus. That's going on. And then I also know this. Some of you are itching to get down there. You want to be down there. you got time. Um, Tuesday, we're having a real push uh, in, this, in this one community. So Kayla, Kayla, raise your hand like this. Kayla will be up out at the, at the front desk area. She'll give you all the information, how you can volunteer, get down to Southwest Florida, and be all a part of that. I'm telling you, today, the message you live is 10x any kind of message that I could give. I promise I'll show up next weekend. We've got a brand new study. I'm going to talk about how, how to be calm in a cultural storm in which we're, we're living how you and I can balance living openly for Christ when our culture is growing more in opposition against Christ. Moms and dads, I'm going to teach you how your children are a part of the culture, but how you don't have to lose them to culture. We'll get into that. We'll start all that next week. But this week, God's called us to step out and to go and to be the church. When you get all your goods, bring them back. You don't even have to get out of your car. We're going to have teams of people who are coming right to your car. We'll collect things. We've got people palleting. If you stay and help and do all that kind of stuff, it's totally, totally, totally awesome. God, I love you. Jesus, thank you for saving me and Holy Spirit for this idea of stepping out and being the church. Bless each man and each lady, all these families, these kids. May it forever be etched in their mind, God. People will forget whatever sermon I might bring. But these families, God, we will never forget what happened on the ninth day of October in 2022, where we left the church house, and we went out to the storehouse, and we bought stuff to send to South Florida so that men and women, boys and girls, moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas, rich and poor, will discover that the hope that they're looking for is found in your son, Jesus Christ. I sure do love you. I pray it all in the name of Jesus. Amen.